Broken Timelines. Podcast Episode 4. By Jack Stornaway. Copyright 2019 Jack Stornaway. Part 2, Pre-Dynastic Egypt. Before the dynastic period, Manithou and other ancient sources stated there was a series of older civilizations in the Nile. Little has been found from the period, however, some findings do support his claims. While much of the pre-dynastic era may be fiction, it would be irresponsible to propose returning to Manithou's timeline without looking at what the Egyptians believed came before. Zeptepi. One might read the history of Christian scholars rewriting Egyptian history, and wonder, why? What difference does it make when the ancient Egyptians thought their civilization was founded to a Christian? If someone believes the world was created in 4004 BC, what difference does it make if ancient Egyptians thought their civilization was founded in 5510 BC? After all, they weren't Christian. The reason early Christians were so insistent on redating the ancient Egyptian timeline, was because it was tied directly to the Egyptian concept of Zeptepi, or the first time. The first time was what came before the unification of Egypt at the beginning of the first dynasty. Zeptepi was a time when gods and spirits ruled Egypt, and this brought it into direct conflict with early Christianity, and the idea that there was only one god. This obsession with proving Christianity continued to be mainstream thought well into the 1900s, although it is now generally not a concern to academics, other than to the agnostic David Roll. Nevertheless, modern Egyptologists continue to ignore Zeptepi, as their Christian precursors did, using the same reasoning, those gods and spirits didn't exist, so why bother studying them? It seems strange, that people who have dedicated their lives to studying ancient Egypt, would simply not bother studying parts of Egyptian history, based on their personal assumptions that these parts of history didn't happen, yet that is the state of current Egyptology. Whatever the ancient Egyptians were trying to remember and record in their history, is apparently not important to modern Egyptologists, which is why the CET can be not only the dominant timeline, but the only timeline studied by Egyptologists, when it directly contradicts the records of the ancient Egyptians. This arrogance regarding recent assumptions is ubiquitous in modern history, where it is considered appropriate to dismiss all ancient records predating 3000 to 4000 BC. Most historians go so far as to claim these ancient records do not exist at all, yet, they clearly do. Whether they are accurate or nonsensical, the ancient Mesopotamians had records going back to over 200,000 years ago. The Avesta, the religious holy book of the Zoroastrian faith, includes a reference to the Arctic before the last glacial period began circa 130,000 years ago, and a description of the onset of the glaciers that destroyed that world. The oldest sections of the Rig Veda, a Hindu holy book, are believed to date to around the same age as the Avesta, as the two languages used are virtually identical. Other Hindu holy books contain histories that apparently go back millions of years. And in Egypt, there was Zeptepi, the first time. The records of Zeptepi are even more fragmentary than the records of the Old Kingdom, however, should be considered, when considering the roots of Egyptian history. That the ancient Egyptians believed that their civilization was originally founded by, and then ruled by gods, cannot be disputed, as these gods show up in ancient Egyptian king lists, 
such as the Turin King List from circa 1250 BC. The Turin King List is a list of kings that lived in ancient Egypt up until the New Kingdom when it was compiled. It was written on a piece of papyrus, which was miraculously preserved in the Egyptian desert for thousands of years, and then quickly deteriorated once taken to the humid climate of Italy. The part of the papyrus that was damaged the worst was the beginning of the king list, which dealt with the Zeptepi. All that remains of that section, are a few scattered fragments and the summation at the bottom of the section. This summation is generally restored as Reign of spirits and followers of Horus, 13,420 years, their lifetime until the followers of Horus, 23,200 years. This reference to the reign of spirits and followers of Horus seems to be a reference to what Manithau recorded in the Egyptiaca regarding the Zeptepi. In Egyptiaca, Manithau recorded that before the unification of Egypt in 5510 BC, Egypt was ruled by a series of gods, followed by a series of human, spirit, and demigod rulers. The sequence is recorded as Eusebius follows, along with his first draft of the short timeline, as excerpted from the Eusebius Chronica. Book 1. Reign of Spirits and Followers of Horus. Dynasties of Gods, Demigods, and Spirits of the Dead. From the Egyptian history of Manithau, who composed his account in three books. These deal with the gods, the demigods, the spirits of the dead, and the mortal kings who ruled Egypt down to Darius, king of the Persians. 1. The first man in Egypt is Hephaestus, who is also renowned among the Egyptians as the discoverer of fire. His son, Helios, was succeeded by Sosus, then follow in turn, Kronos, Osiris, Typhon brother of Osiris, and lastly Eru, son of Osiris and Isis, these were the first to hold sway in Egypt. Thereafter, the kingship passed from one to another in unbroken succession, down to Bidis through 13,900 years. The year I take however to be a lunar one, consisting that is of 30 days, what we now call a month the Egyptians used formally to style a year. 2. After the gods, demigods reigned for 1,255 years, and again another line of kings held sway for 1,817 years. Then came 30 more kings of Memphis, reigning for 1,790 years, and then again 10 kings of this, Thinus, reigning for 350 years. 3. There followed the rule of spirits of the dead and demigods, for 5,813 years. 4. The total, of the last five groups, amounts to 11,000 years, these however being lunar periods, or months. But, in truth, the whole rule of which the Egyptians tell, the rule of gods, demigods, and spirits of the dead, is reckoned to have comprised in all 24,900 lunar years, which make 2,206 solar years. 5. Now, if you care to compare these figures with the Hebrew timeline, you will find that they are in perfect harmony. Egypt is called Mestraim by the Hebrews, and Mestraim lived not long after the flood. For after the flood, Ham the son of Noah, begat Egyptus or Mestraim, who was the first to set out to establish himself in Egypt at the time when the tribes began to disperse this way and that. Now the whole time from Adam to the flood was, according to the Hebrews, 2,242 years. 6. But, since the Egyptians claim by a sort of prerogative of antiquity, that they have before the flood a line of gods, demigods, and spirits of the dead, who reigned for more than 20,000 years, it clearly follows that these years should be reckoned as the same number of months as the years recorded by the Hebrews, that is, that all the months contained in the Hebrew record of years, should be reckoned as so many lunar years of the Egyptian calculation, 
in accordance with the total length of time reckoned from the creation of man in the beginning down to Mestraim. Mestraim was indeed the founder of the Egyptian race, and from him the first Egyptian dynasty must be held to spring. 7. But if the number of years is still in excess, it must be supposed that perhaps several Egyptian kings ruled at one and the same time, for they say that the rulers were kings of this, of Memphis, of Sals, of Ethiopia, and of other places at the same time. It seems, moreover, that different kings held sway in different regions, and that each dynasty was confined to its own nome, thus it was not a succession of kings occupying the throne one after the other, but several kings reigning at the same time in different regions. Hence arose the great total number of years. But let us leave this question and take up in detail the timeline of Egyptian history. Modern Egyptologists entirely reject the idea that the Egyptians didn't know the difference between months and years, however, his multiple concurrent dynasties hypothesis managed to return to mainstream Egyptology after being thoroughly debunked in the 1800s. Regardless of Eusebius' intent, he did leave us one of the few large excerpts of Manitho. His interpretation of Manithau attempts to compress Manithau's timeline to 24,900 years, then further compresses it to 2,206 years to make it fit into the Hebrew timeline, that the Christians were trying to convert everyone to in the first few centuries of the Christian era. However, Manithau didn't state that the history of Egypt was 24,900 years long. He stated there were 24,925 years between the rule of Horus and the beginning of the first dynasty, circa 5510 BC. This breaks down as 1. An unspecified length of time when the gods ruled. 2. A 13,900-year-long chain of kings from Horus to Bides. 3. A 1,255-year-long rule of demigods. 4. A 1,817-year-long rule of kings. 5. A 1,790-year-long rule of 30 kings of Memphis. 6. A 350-year-long rule of 10 kings of Thinnes. 7. A 5,813-year-long rule of the spirits of the dead and demigods. 8. The beginning of the first dynasty, circa 5510 BC. The last of the gods to rule was Horus according to Manithau, followed by the 13,900-year-long rule of the kings ending with Bides, which seems to be a near parallel with the 13,420-year-long rule of the spirits and followers of Horus recorded in the Turin king list. This would mean that the rule of the gods would be 23,200 years long, as recorded in the Turin king list, placing the beginning of the rule of Pata, the first god, at approximately 53,155 to 53,635 BC. Manithau was clearly using a different source than the Turin papyrus, however, the difference of 480 years, or 3.5%, is quite insignificant considering the tremendous time span being described. According to Manithau, the 13,900-year-long period of rule by kings ending with Bides, was followed by the rule of demigods for 1,255 years, then another line of kings for 1,817 years, followed by 30 more kings based in Memphis who reigned for 1,790 years, and then again 10 kings based in this, who reigned for 350 years. 
This was then followed by the rule of spirits of the dead and demigods for 5,813 years, followed by the unification of Egypt, in circa 5510 BC. These additional dynasties between the spirits and followers of Horus and the Old Kingdom are missing from the Turin King list, however, given the condition of the papyrus, it is not surprising. Adding all these gods, demigods, and archaic dynasties together, pushes back the foundation of Egypt to 53,635 BC. This is a completely different concept than Egypt being founded circa either in 5510 or 3100 BC. If there is any truth in this claim of extreme antiquity to Egypt, it changes not only our concept of Egyptian history but our understanding of civilization itself. How would anyone prove that Egypt is older than, Egypt? One could look into the archaeological record for any evidence of older structures, however, all known ancient structures in Egypt have already been attributed to the dynastic period even when there are no records of them being built. While there are those who believe the Sphinx, megalithic temples, and even the Great Pyramids date back to pre-dynastic times, using them as evidence is problematic, as they are already generally accepted as being dynastic in origin. Perhaps it would be best to start with the dates recorded by Manithou, and see if anything was happening in Egypt at the time. The Rule of Spirits of the Dead and Demigods the era that directly preceded the first dynasty in Egypt Ayaka was the so-called rule of spirits of the dead and demigods, which lasted for 5,813 years. 5,813 years before 5510 BC was approximately 13,323 years ago. Archaeological remains have identified several cultures in the Nile during the time period, the Isnan, Sibylian, and Kadan cultures, all of which lived in southern Egypt at the time. The Isnan and Sibylian cultures were essentially destroyed by the so-called Wild Nile period, while the Kadan was severely damaged, and ultimately faded away a few centuries later. The Wild Nile was a period, late in the late Paleolithic when the glaciers of the Ethiopian highlands were melting, which resulted in significantly higher annual floods than later periods in Egyptian history. This was particularly bad circa 13,500 years ago, when there were also heavy rains in Central Africa, which caused Lake Victoria to overflow, sending massive amounts of water up the White Nile. These annual floods were averaging between 5 and 10 meters higher than during dynastic times, and deposited a great deal of sediment along the shores of the Nile. Many civilian settlements are buried in over 25 meters of flood deposits. This period of extreme and erratic annual floods began around 13,500 years ago, and continued, decreasing in magnitude, until shortly before the beginning of the dynastic era. The time has been described as the most important catastrophic event in the late Pleistocene history of the Nile, and caused the Nile to be virtually abandoned for thousands of years until shortly before the beginning of the first dynasty. This actually does sound like something that could be described poetically as the rule of spirits of the dead and demigods, if one accepts that the Egyptians of the time didn't know why the Nile goddess was behaving so chaotically and blamed it on demigods, or lesser gods. The Ten Kings of Thinis Prior to the rule of the spirits of the dead, was the rule of Ten Kings of Thinis, who reigned for 350 years. The city of Thinis, also called Genu, or this, 
is a pre-dynastic city that is believed to exist in the region of Abydos by Egyptologists, however, has never been found. It is almost certainly the 7,300-year-old village found in the vicinity of Abydos in 2016, but Egyptologists need it to date to around 5,100 years ago, for their timeline to work, so they'll have to keep looking for it. It is mentioned in many early texts, and according to Manithau was the hometown of King Menes who founded the first dynasty in 5510 BC. It is believed to have been in the vicinity of ancient Abydos and modern Gega. If the records of there being a dynasty based in Thinis between 13,673 and 13,323 years ago are correct, then there should be some archaeological evidence, and there is. While it cannot be definitively proven yet that the Cadan culture had anything to do with the city later called Thinis, it was in the general vicinity of where Thinis is believed to have later been. Without having officially discovered the ruins of Thinis, it is impossible to conduct excavations which could determine its age, therefore we cannot know if Thinis was rebuilt on the ruins of an older city, however, it is clear that there was a culture between 14,000 and 13,500 years ago in the vicinity of where Thinis would eventually stand, the Cadden culture. It is difficult to imagine how Manithau could have known this, nevertheless, the archaeology does support at least the possibility that there was an archaic dynasty in the region of Thinis, between 14,000 and 13,500 years ago. Naturally given its age, and the massive flooding that followed its demise, very little remains from the Cadden culture. The Cadden culture seems to have been a hunter-gatherer society that largely survived on the wild grains that grew in the Nile Valley, and hunted and fished along the shores of the Nile. Based on remains exhumed from cemeteries, the Cadden people used projectile weapons, including spears, bows, and bows and arrows. This culture seems to have been very warlike, as most of the exhumed remains show signs of damage inflicted by weapons. It is unclear who they were fighting. The culture itself is believed to have started around 15,000 years ago in northern Sudan, and then slowly spread north up the Nile. The region around Thinis was likely as far north as the culture spread, and the culture would have only been present in the region for a few centuries before the Wild Nile period started, which would have effectively ended the settlement near Abydos. Once the Wild Nile period began the battered Cadden culture shrank back to its cultural hearth in southernmost Egypt, where it slowly weathered until disappearing sometime around 12,000 years ago. This is the end of this episode of the Broken Timelines podcast. For the complete text, notes, and quotations, please read the complete collection of Broken Timelines books, available at Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes & Noble, Gardner's, Google Play, Kobo, Scribd, Walmart, and many other vendors, as well as most public libraries.